Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 89. And today we are once again demonstrating that Welcome to Night Vale is bad at hiatuses because they had two bonus little clips for us this week during their quote-unquote hiatus. Mm -hmm. And we're going to recap those. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our plans for Comic-Con. At the time this episode drops, you and Nathan are probably in the air on the way to San Diego right at this moment. Yep, yep, absolutely. So everyone, think good thoughts about us as you're listening to our podcast, all three of you. Exactly. So we start out... It's actually a teaser for the newest podcast from the Welcome to Night Vale Presents people. And it's actually a podcast done exclusively by Dylan Marin, who is the voice of Carlos the Scientist. And he is also, uh, if you haven't ever noticed this, if you just basically don't do internet, he does a lot of videos talking about various things. I remember him doing one about heterosexual pride day, which I'm sorry, you know, I think I yeah. think that's a silly idea. It, it kind of reminds me of the idea about, I don't know, a billionaire complaining that he's not allowed to go get free soup at the soup kitchen, you know, heterosexual right. pride day, in other words, every day of the year. Right, exactly. Also, just because a group is having a day to celebrate their own pride doesn't mean that they're somehow disparaging you. It's not like, what is it? That's not a zero-sum game example, is yeah, it? Yeah, right. It's mean, like, it's it's just like, there's yeah. plenty of pride for everyone, guys. Right, exactly. But anyway, yeah. So Dylan Marin is very outspoken. He's adorable. And he makes these really charming videos. And they're very funny. And he has a very pithy way of, you know, smiling and saying things that are uh, just very thought-provoking. Gets a lot of hate mail. And he has decided he is going to do a podcast where he contacts people who have sent him hateful messages to start a dialogue, and he will be recording it. Now, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, for sure, this is going to be dramatized. No, he's actually going to be talking with the people. Yeah, he actually had some excerpts of talking to people on the phone. Uh, But all the excerpts were actually fairly pleasant. I think the one excerpt that wasn't pleasant, somebody hung up on him in the middle of the conversation. I I just, yeah, it'll be a great idea. The name of the podcast is called Conversations with People Who Hate Me. And I think... On an intellectual level, it's a lovely idea to get a dialogue started. Most of the hateful stuff that happens on the internet is because people are so anonymous and you feel more comfortable saying really rotten things when you don't think about there being a living, breathing human being. And this is a great way to get past that. Intellectually, I get it. Uh, Emotionally, I don't think I'm going to be able to listen to this one. See, I think I will, actually. (sighs) I'm, I'm curious. And, you know, you and I disagree on this. Well, it's not like a disagreement. It's you cannot stand the comment sections on news stories. I check for those almost before I read the news story because I want to see what people are saying. Yeah. And it's, I think it's confusing sometimes. I think I have multiple reasons for liking it. For one thing, I like to find out what arguments work and what don't work. I mean, you know, for example, gun control. Uh, One of the arguments that I actually give some credence to is the idea that gun control measures are very, very often a feel-good attempt. It is right. it is passing a law 
that may not actually have any effect if the current laws are not already having an effect. And we have to try to deal in the society with this fact that people get mad so fast, and they don't think of other people, they don't empathize with another person's existence. So pulling out a gun and shooting someone becomes very, very reasonable to them, we have to deal with that first. So that's the sort of thing that I pick up on arguments that happen on comment sections. I also like it when someone says something that just crystallizes an argument that I've had in my own head that I haven't been able to really verbalize. So I like that sort of thing. I also like the idea of people being convinced of another person's argument. It doesn't happen very often. But you know, when you have a real human connection, and two people have a decent conversation and dialogue, that's great. I think there may be a chance for all of that in Dylan Maron's new podcast. So yeah, I think I'll probably be listening to it. And all of what you said is a perfectly logical, reasonable argument. My thing is wading through the cesspit of humanity that goes on (laughs) with the people who are not even attempting to have a reasoned dialogue. It's people getting in there and just being fucking awful. I mean, these things and, uh, and then you just see some examples of people who are really being sincere in their thought processes and they are like, I'm sorry, horrible people. I know it's awful <laughs> to say that they believe what they're going to believe in everything. But some of the things that people say and that's like I have I have a policy of not checking Facebook first thing in the morning, like, you know, my phone's by the bed, and I'll turn off the alarm and roll over and look at something. people posting things onto Facebook that just make my blood pressure go up. I'm like, that's no way to start the day. And I don't (laughs) want to be one of these people that disappears into my little liberal echo chamber, my safety bubble. And I don't want to do that. But I, I always feel like there's better places to find out what people on the opposing side are thinking in a way that is reasonable and that is intelligent. And I just feel like the comment threads on the news stories is not the place where I'm going to find that. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I get the idea with the way this podcast is set up that there's going to be a, a filtering effect going on because he's only going to be able to talk to the people who agree to talk to him. Right, and right. I know I've seen news stories about you know, articles or whatever written about people who have confronted people who said horrible things. They had something in the UK once where this woman who actually got prosecuted for some of the hateful message she was sending out, and they interviewed her afterwards. And it was just one of those, yeah, I don't know why I sent out these horrible things, but she gets, you know, some alcohol into her, and she just starts firing off these terrible, terrible things. So Yeah. yeah, there is... Sometimes people do say terrible things they don't mean to be so horrible, and then Dylan Marin actually giving them a chance to talk to him. There might be some chance of a human connection. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be the sort of thing I tend to look for a lot. But yeah. it's yeah. also I will admit it's gonna get my blood pressure raised at some point. Yeah. And I think you're yeah. right that bit like he had a snippet of somebody's comment talking about how being gay is a chemical thing. And like drug addiction, it's something that can be overcome. That sort of thing will probably tick me off because people who believe that are not really looking to be convinced otherwise. Exactly. It'll I'm I'm cynical enough to think that the two likely possibilities are, I would hear something that I would just would make me cringe and rage with some of the stupidity of things that people say or 
it's all going to be nice and positive and I'm going to wonder how much of the really awful stuff is getting filtered out. You yeah. Know? Either either self-filtered by the person that he's talking to or the fact that the people who are the most hateful are not going to want to talk to him at all or the fact that maybe some of it is just going to be so awful he won't even want to publish it. I don't know. I mean, it's just... I'm very curious as to how it turns out, but I think I may turn this one over to you to listen to, and you can recap it to me. Oh, sure. That'll work. <laughs> well, that'll work for at least the first couple episodes until I maybe decide it's too much for me, but we'll see. Yes. But after that, we had, and that was only three minutes long, so if you want to look it up, it's called the Teaser Trailer for Conversations with People Who Hate Me by Dylan Marin. You can find recordings of it all over the place, three minutes out of your time, to give you an idea of maybe what we're looking for. I don't know. I, I do applaud him doing something like this. I mean, it is a really neat idea. I just, oh, I can feel myself doing a full body cringe just thinking about it. <laughs> the second that we had was actually an excerpt from the Welcome to Night Vale upcoming new novel. It Devours. It's available for pre-sale and I think I'm going to have to go ahead and pre-order uh, this because uh, yeah. they talk about how pre-orders help the author. Do you have any idea what that is? Maybe they can order more copies or whatever so I think so because you know I guess you always have like tons of books getting printed and you don't want to underprint them because you know people run out and you're losing money but you sure don't want to overprint them because you know you might have all these books lying around that have to get remaindered and send back to the publisher and you make nothing pre-orders gives them an idea of kind of what the demand's going to be like so yeah so it's helpful for them yeah so and it was of course Cecil reading out the first I guess it was probably the first couple of cha- uh, first chapter or so like they did with the last book came out yeah I think I heard I thought I heard him say one right before he started reading so I think it is the first chapter of the book right I don't know how much we could we want to give away of this because it was really exciting (laughs) yeah yeah I'll tell you it is Larry Leroy out on the edge of town and this is the first time we've really gotten a look about what he is like and he's a guy who lives out by himself uh, doesn't have a family he's got a car up on four wheels out in the yard, but underneath the car is basically a bomb shelter. So I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Um, But he's making a diorama in his little workroom. And then things start happening. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you're right. We don't necessarily want to give it away because after the first couple minutes when things started going on, I was very, very tense. I was surprised at like, you know, that shallow breathing, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And it's just Cecil reading aloud, but he does a great job with the dramatic reading and the Oh, the descriptions of things going on. I was very tense listening to it. Yeah, I recommend you guys checking this one out too, because, yeah, I, I it'll probably convince you whether or not you actually want to buy this one. But I think yeah. uh, I loved the first book that they oh, did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 And this one is totally standalone. This is not, you don't have to be up on the current episodes to enjoy what's going on. You don't even have to have read the first book to understand what was going on. They said it is completely standalone. So nice for old fans and new fans alike. And and also, that's very much like the first book that they released, because they're very good at summarizing things that the regular listeners would know about without making it boring for the regular listeners. It's almost like it's kind of giving new information to the new listeners, but for the rest of us, it's like a whole bunch of shout-outs, one right after the other. I mean, the way he was (laughs) describing it, we almost got like a little map of what 
um, Nightvale looks like. I mean, we had the downtown area and then Old Town and then the Scrublands. No, uh, the Sand Wastes and then, and the, then scrublands, the Scrublands. And then you get kind of out in the edge of town with the car lot and Old Woman Josie's house. And then you get Larry Leroy. And I'm like sitting here nodding. I'm like, yes, I can visualize all of this. <laughs> little tangent I wanted to mention. If anyone out there has been reading R.S. Belcher's Golgotha books, which are fantastic. They're really fun to read. This latest one, uh, Queen of Swords, is about pirates. But nice. he actually gave a Welcome to Night Vale shout out at one point oh. in the book that he's talking about. Someone's writing a letter uh, you know, from the little town of Golgotha talking about various things that are going on and talking about how there's been a housing boom at one point and they're getting people coming in from here and from here and from Night Vale and even Desert Bluffs. And I'm like, I know that oh reference. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. So yes, obviously Belcher's a fan of Night Vale and I approve. That's very awesome. Is it Golgotha or Golgotha? Oh, shoot. It's probably Golgotha. That's another one of those things. Well, you know, one of the words that you he- see written all the time, but you hardly ever hear pronounced. Yeah. You'll have to pull that one for mom at some point. Makes her giggle every time. <laughs> we'll say a word and she'll correct us. And I'm like, really? Damn it. And she'll laugh. <laughs> Again. That's all for Nightville this week. It was nice. Yeah, it was like just a little tidbit of something new. Once again, I don't. we don't have to go without content from Nightville for very long, even no, during the no, hiatuses. Never. But the only other thing that's going on is Comic-Con! Comic-Con! And we got the word, and I don't know if this is actually going to happen, because sometimes things get scheduled and people get busy and it falls through and everything, but Catherine had posted the IDW schedule of events for San Diego Comic-Con, and I sent a link of that to my PR contacts at IDW, and I said, hey, I was wondering, would McGreard Scott maybe be available for a little 10-minute interview? And the PR guy wrote back to me and said, I'll check. And he writes back, and he's like, McGreard is in. When do you want to do it? And so we're working out the details right now. But (gasps) McGreard Scott, in case you haven't heard us going on and on and on and on, she is a writer over at IDW, Transformers, She's been writing the Till All Are One books, which are amazing. And she was the writer for the Windblade series, wasn't she? I mean, didn't Windblade pretty much turn into Till All Are One, I think? Yes, yes, exactly. So she's actually, I guess, really responsible for the voice of Windblade, I suppose. I think so. And And the relationship between Windblade and Starscream, the very difficult relationship between the two of them. I think that's all McGreard. So, yeah, we're going to, I was thinking maybe we do it, I don't know, kind of do it past, present, and future. We ask her, you know, how did you get into Transformers? Um, Why did you choose to write so much about Starscream? What is that character? Because she just, until all are one, man, it's, it's so much about his journey and what's going on with him being a jerk, but maybe not completely. And then the future, because Till All Are One is going to have its final issue next month. And I want to know what she's going to do next, because I need to read all of the things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure what else we're going to be doing. I think the artist for the uh, graphic novel series Monstrous, I think yes. she's got something going on on... Friday, but at about the same time, they're having a panel about Walt Kelly's Pogo series. Oh, so my goodness, I think yeah. we might have to, you know, split up and take two different panels because I just, Walt Kelly's Pogo series, that's comfort reading for me. I just, I right. love to pull, I have several of the books. I will pull one down and just start reading it, and it's so funny and still 
appropriate today. I mean, his skewering of political topics and then just random silliness. It's just all so endearing to me. It's awesome. And that would actually work really well. How much of the Monstrous series have you read? Nothing, unfortunately. Ah, Not a bit of it. I've read all of it. And (laughs) the artwork, God, in that first volume, I mean, I like, I read the first issue. And you know how it goes with first issues. You know, they put all the time and effort into it. And then they have to get a more reasonable kind of look for the next issues. God, for the entire first volume, it's just one gorgeous page right after the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just freaking beautiful. It's like, it's Asian, but it's steampunk, and it's painted and slightly anime, and uh, it's really... So if she's doing something, I think I probably need to check that one out. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of really gorgeous artwork, have you read the latest saga? I think it's 44. Uh, yeah, I'm caught up. I don't know if you're caught up. I am, caught actually. Up. That picture wow. on the front of the issue of uh, Father oh, and Daughter. Yes! Oh, my Wasn't gosh. that beautiful? Check out the uh, front cover of... I, I'm pretty sure it's issue 44. If not, we'll probably have a correction post in the description mm-hmm. for this because we like corrections but yeah, yeah I do. just I don't the, her expression the pose all of it I just love it it was really wonderful and that was a good issue too and yeah. it was that's another one where man every time you think she just she never gets tired and she never gets rushed those issues are always beautiful they really are I mean so appeal I need to go back and reread the whole series I think that will be my next project because I've already gone back and reread the whole uh, Mega Tokyo webcomic from start to finish and now waiting for him to get another page out but so yeah I I need another project after that so it'll probably be Saga so we are trying to sort of coordinate all the schedules because you know Catherine and I and Nathan will be there Jade is going to be there Leland will be there from Lost in Sci-Fi Podcast. And Leland has plans for a new podcast. More information to come. Ooh. So it's all, all in the works. But yeah, between all of us, I mean, there's Star Trek stuff going on. There's BBC stuff going on. All the information. If you check on pixelatedgeek.com, we've been just sort of one by one posting the schedules for, like, we've got Image Comics, Dark Horse Comics. And Hasbro got in touch with me last year. I got to do a quick interview with one of the people. They're sort of the, the brand people for the Transformers line and I got to talk to him about what's new going on in the toys which I don't collect the toys big time but I do think they're interesting well they called back and wanted to know if we wanted to do another interview so I'll hopefully get to talk to them and Take some pretty, pretty pictures of Oh, yes, yes. Sales. And if you want toys, you gotta you gotta go by the sideshow booth at some point because Oh that is, my goodness. Oh wow, that's indescribable, I think. I don't know yeah. who they have doing the actual artwork, you know, of the faces, they probably have a whole, you know, horde of people doing it. But man, sometimes it's just startlingly spot on some of these oh, characters. Yeah. And they always do people I like. I mean, they've got, you know, Mal, Captain Mal from Firefly. Um, they did um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Batman. I was like, oh, there's my boy. So, you know, all. <laughs> oh, um, shoot. Black Widow. They've got Black oh, Widow. Yeah. She did a really good job on her. And yeah. Loki. Always oh, love the Loki yes. figure. Yeah, we have to keep an eye out for Loki Hates You, which which is the Loki cosplayer that we know. His real name is Bill. And he is such a nice guy. He really is. And he does a scary spot on Loki. I mean, it's just (laughs) frightening. He so looks like Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. And I just, you know, when we saw him at Comic-Con a couple of years ago, and you pointed him out and like, hey, it's Loki hates you. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to bother him. And we're walking past and I just stopped. I'm like, no, I want to get a picture with him. So, and I did. <laughs> and it was an awesome picture too, because he's like, here's Catherine and she's smiling and happy and he's behind her like looking possessive. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> love that picture. Just love it. Yeah. Great shot. 
But that'll wrap us up for the week because we're going to go and get stuff wrapped up. You, uh, you're you leaving for San Diego in a couple days. A couple um, of days. Going to drop off the art stuff. Day after tomorrow, our displays are going to get dropped off for the art show. So it's like, <gasps> ugh, feels like it takes forever to get geared up for that moment. But we're almost there. Yeah, it's at the Hyatt this year, you guys. So a couple of yeah. doors down from the convention center. But it means you don't need a ticket to the convention in order to go see the art. Yep. And there's uh, apparently they've got more room. So I think they may have even fit in a few more artists this year so I think the show is actually going to be one of their biggest shows in a long time so cross your fingers I'm hoping this works I'm trying to remember if the Hyatt was where we sat out in the uh, lobby for a little while after the convention was done you're just taking a breather was that where we were at or hilariously I live here in town and I couldn't tell you I don't know I mean because it's like the Hyatt the Hilton the Omni all those hotels are all all these are all basically places that I'm like these are places too expensive for me to stay so I really can't keep them straight but you know I'm, I'm told it's one of the nice ones so yay but that's where they're gonna have it right next to the registration desk right next to the blood drive which apparently since the chargers left san diego boo this is now the biggest blood drive in southern california so that's kind of nice that the art show is going to be right next there a lot of traffic going by that oh area. good yes well i would love to be able to donate blood to uh this sort of thing but is it red cross it is i think so yes <sighs> damn I it i don't remember yeah the red the red cross takes your heart rate before they let you donate and mine is always too high and now oh. I think now I think it's too high because I'm worried that it'll be too high. Right, right. We'll have to, I don't know, we should give you a Valium or something before you <laughs> Someone could give like... me some breathing exercises, meditation, anything. <laughs> so make sure to keep an eye out on pixelatedgeek.com. We're going to try and fit in all the PRs that we can between now and this weekend. News keeps coming in. I mean, and what we put on the site is really only a fraction of the emails we get. I mean, it's it made they all come out of the woodwork this time they of year. They really do. I mean, the con exclusives the various TV shows and movies that are coming out, the comic books, and you know all the different um, interview options for various creators. It's a ton of stuff. But other than that, I'm going to guess that while you and Nathan are here in San Diego, we're just going to have to do one of our recordings when we're actually in the same room together. You bet. So that will be uh, probably for the next week's podcast, though it may be a couple days later because we're actually going to do Comic-Con, and then we're going to head up to Sequoia National Park. Yes, to check out the park, check out the Crystal Cave, maybe Kings Canyon Park, a bunch of things. Nice. So we may be a little bit late with the podcast next week, but one way or the other, we will talk to you in one week, give or take. Talk to y'all later. (laughs) 